Chicharito might have gotten his starting job back just by virtue of of West Ham <laughs> moving from the from gluttony, the third circle of injury hell, to the greed, fourth circle of injury hell. <laughs> All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast coming at you from Training Room Bravo. This is David Smith. Scott Wiebe. Brian Chesko. Gentlemen, welcome to another show. Another the, human, the human cough drop. It is you. Uh-huh. Y- yeah. Look, you keep your distance over there. This week's podcast brought to you by The Flu <laughs> and Ricola. Oh, uh, honey lemon, echinacea, cough drops. They're pretty good. Oh, nice, very good. I, I like that. You guys want to do the Ricola, like the? I almost did and okay, decided against it. I really it. wanted to belt out. Don't that. do it now. It would be would be too much. Yeah, we've sure. we've already uh, ruined it by talking about it. So let's just discuss what we're here to do, shall we? Yeah, we're sure. going to talk about the ten matches that took place this past weekend. Like always, game week what was it twenty three? Hey, before we go any further, twenty four. Hold on, but yes, uh, twenty-four. Before we go any further, can you mention something fun that happened this past weekend? Oh, is it going to hurt my heart? No, okay, no, no. Good. It's, it's going to be sort of funny. Okay. So, um, right. real quick, I, I had a, 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 a one of my kids had a friend's birthday party at a. Uh, we have a jump park, which is like a trampoline jump park here in town, and they have these different areas in the jump park. I had not been there before. There's a spot where like. They have these basketball goals you can jump and and do dunks, Brian. Uh-huh. And then on one end they have like this dodgeball course where there's like there's a sort of this obstacle in the middle where everyone kind of starts sitting on it. And then there's literally like there's a referee and like he has timed games and he blows the whistle and all the balls are on the outside edge. So like you have to run to the to the back side of your area. And there's trampolines there and, and you're playing dodgeball right. on trampolines. Okay. And not only like so like you know I'm kind of watching and like you know my son's nine and he's like hey dad you know come on out so you know there's a bunch of kids out there right there's like nine year olds up to thirteen year olds there's some there's like one dad out there I'm like all right you know I'll give it a go oh boy. I mean I'm a little you know a little nervous you know so because look it's one of those things where as a as a dad right like you can't win okay so I mean if you're if you're you know, you're playing against some some nine year olds, maybe even younger, and then there's also other adults. You could win for a little bit, sure. Well, but it's just <laughs> so. But you also don't want to get made a fool of yourself either, right? right. So, like, you want to perform, but not underperform anyway. So, bottom line is, we go out there, and you know, I'm kind of in the back, kind of trying to take it in. Some balls are zinging around, you know, like kid, kids are launching balls, and there's some kids out there, like there's just one, probably twelve year old. Who he's nailing people like this kid's a professional. He is running around. People are throwing at him. He's using the ball to like to like block the ball. Have you yeah. seen Barry Sanders on that one commercial yeah. where like you know Barry's That's playing good strategy dodgeball. though? This kid was and, and like and, and he is unleashing. He looks like Verlander out there throwing throwing the dodgeballs. I mean he is launching dodgeballs and it's just not a baseball like, podcast. Just just people are. People are getting tossed out. It's bordering on a dodgeball. So in my mind, I, I'm like, I gotta get. I, like, I want this kid. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so we're playing this first round, and and like, um, 
and uh, I end up, I end up, you know, I got a couple kids out, right? And like, like I, I threw the ball one time and I missed, and I'm like, oh man, screw that. I'm thinking to myself, screw that, man. I'm nailing some kid, right? I'm not missing again. Go like, for Lil, go for Lil Verlander. Um, like I had that dodgeball, and I'm watching other people get hit, and and in these balls are moving at good rates of speed, and they're not really hurting anyone, anyways. Bottom line is, I start hurling the ball like as hard as I can at at kids. And I'm nailing kids. And I nailed a few. It wasn't like I was picking everyone off. Because it, it, it's this weird thing, man. When you get up close and you go to throw, if you at some point you have to turn around and, and back up. And the second you turn around, man, there's like six dodgeballs flying at your head. And uh, anyways, bottom line is this one kid that I wanted to get so bad. I uh, he, and I he and I were having this like stare down duel, this this one game. and uh, And I throw at him and he ducks and he goes under it. And he's coming right back at me, and, and I dare not turn on this kid because this kid will will demolish me. Mm-hmm. And so he launches it at me, and I know it's coming. And I raise my hands to catch it. And I have already got a couple kids out catching the dodgeballs as they're coming at you, right? Yeah. I don't know what happened, but it, it's almost like one of the uh, – it was like a riser. It was like coming at my chest and then rose at the last second and literally went through my hands and demolished me in the face. <laughs> the kid I wanted to get the most completely punked me right in the face. And and it is something I swear to god it's something straight out of a movie. And I sh- you know sort of hung my head and like there's an audience cuz there's not many people left in the dodgeball realm here. Yeah. And so like everyone's standing on the side and watching me just completely get demolished. So anyways, that that's my that's you, my story of shame today and I know no one else probably listening to this, but look, if you've ever played dodgeball, watch out for that one kid who's like a flipping professional. In your mind, you were you thought you were Vince Vaughn, yes! but in reality you you were Ben Stiller. You were Globo. <laughs> you were Globo, Jim. Number 1 I did not do the dip dunk and dive or what? No, no, you did not dodge duck dip dive or dodge. <laughs> Number one, Little Verlander sounded like a penis reference. I don't think it was. No, it was not. Number two, uh, I'm taking away your Arsenal moment for telling that entirely too long dodgeball story. Fair enough. All right. All right. Uh, sorry, Scott. No, no. We're going to do a show, and we're going to have our segments that we normally have. I, I busted Scott up earlier. Dave he had no just, idea I was going to do you that. You can't let Dave just be honest about getting blasted in the face. Look, that just needs, I felt like they need to be shared to the pod by, nation. Okay? By some I like kid. it. Yeah. I wondered why you had... Uh, you know, a <laughs> the name brand <laughs> imprinted on your forehead when you showed up here tonight. <laughs> that explains everything. Yeah, sure. I was trying to come up with an actual name brand. Couldn't think right of now, one. Yeah. But anyway. Wilson. We'll get Anyways. to the matches now. Let's do it right now. On this is a now. Premier League podcast, fantasy football slash fantasy soccer podcast again. Let's return to our regularly scheduled program. Cut and paste that at the beginning of the show just as a reminder. <laughs> okay, deal. <laughs> All right. To the matches, gentlemen. On to the matches. All right. Game week 24. We'll start our conversation with Manchester City 3, Newcastle 1. Sergio Aguero, owners, you enjoyed his hat trick. Meanwhile, Jacob Murphy stood out for Newcastle, scoring their lone goal. He made it a kind of an interesting game there for about uh, as they said, they, he turned it into a ten-minute match. Who the listen? I I just who the hell is Jacob Murphy? And and I'll say that because you know what was going on when this match was going on. I was in the middle of my dodgeball match, so I didn't see <laughs> nice. who the back end of this. All right, um, you stop now, Brian. Tell us about this match. Look, <laughs> I don't I don't feel like there's anything 
I don't feel like there's anything new here. I, I mean, I just want to say Newcastle has put put up two valiant efforts against Manchester City on a non-fantasy analysis sure, analysis sure. of the match. Something that I thought about Newcastle that has happened in both matches, even though they lost, the Toon Army was in full voice. Oh yeah. They were they are great fans and it just makes me think all your team that all a fan wants to see is your team lose with dignity. Yeah. Like that's you fair. don't have to you don't have to win. Yep. That's if right. If you lose and you try, I think everyone senses that and it really seemed like Newcastle was giving it all they had and they they made it a kind of an interesting match there for a minute. So good on them, but I mean Manchester City just owns them. That's it. Sure. Well, I will say this a couple year they're owning everyone. Well, but they own that. I mean, the stat that everyone gave was they got pin out scored like nineteen to one or something like that going sure. into this match. And a couple weeks ago we talked about whether or not to own Sergio Aguero. We uh, we gave it a good, healthy conversation because of Gabriel Jesus's injury. Yep. It's turning out that Jesus's injury is probably not as severe as once believed. But it's but, still severe enough that he's not there, is he? Not yet. And if you jumped on buying Sergio Aguero, yep. this week it paid off. It paid off. And I yeah. got to say, as someone who did it, as soon as we talked about it, right out of that festive holiday period, buying Sergio Aguero, honestly, I'm perfectly okay if he tanks <laughs> now. I'll just go down to... Anybody. Anybody. Right. Murata, if he gets back into form. Vardy, if, if he continues. It, Firmino. It, I mean, it, it Lukaku, nice... even. No. Yeah. Nah, no. no. Come on. Yeah, nah. you would. No way. Yes, no. you would. I will not. All right. Maybe I will you not will. go down. What, are you going to all of a sudden find your principles again? Don't. Don't. I just don't think he's going to be any better. Oh. I don't think Alexis's presence is going to make him better. I think Alexis will make Alexis better. I don't think Alexis makes Romelu Lukaku and his fantasy prospects better. Let's no not talk about what. United yet. Right, no matter what, Aguero, I mean, he's just cementing himself here. Even f- He and Kane just distancing yeah. themselves more, themselves more right. and more as the top yeah, two it, guys. I own both, and yep. if I can continue to own both, yes. uh, then I'm going to, because right now no one else is really coming close. I mean, and that's just the bottom line. My third striker, not that anyone cares, is Nias, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to get around it, but, but I, you got to... I had to steal money from somewhere. I'm just not starting three strikers right now. So and he's scoring the occasional goal. Honestly, <laughs> he'd be fine in that first bench spot most weeks. I will. We'll get to my we'll get to one Umar. of my favorite players, Umar Nias, later. So, Jacob Murphy, the goal scorer, six zero and nine in his last three matches. He's not playing consistent football. Five pounds. You can probably find a sub five pound midfielder, maybe playing a little bit more. But I don't know. I'm a little curious. Yeah, I mean, he and Atsu as cheapy little guys there in the middle. Who would you rather own at this point? I mean, I know you don't have to necessarily pick between them, but Murphy or Atsu? I feel like minutes are really important. Knowing your guy's going to be out there is really tough to come by, so it'd be hard not to say Atsu, but... You're right, Brian, but you know what else is important? If Murphy gets... Yeah, points, I know. Goals. Yeah, (laughs) I know. No, I get that. I just, I mean... Uh, there's well, somebody else that for that amount of money I can think of who did score a goal this week that we can talk about later too. So can Scott, you give us a hint? Yeah, he's he was one of my preseason favorites. 
Oh, oh I'm gonna Matt. Need oh, it's 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 Matt Frazier. Also, no, not Matt. It's not, Ryan. No. It's Ryan no. Frazier. Matt, Matt, Matt Ryan Frazier. Frazier. You have to cut that pause. <laughs> it's Matt Ryan. Oh, I will. Matt Ryan. No, it was not him. We can talk about that's that. not true. It's oh, it's oh, it's my boy. I can't wait. Crystal Palace. Can't wait yeah. to get there. Let's go. Let's go here first. Burnley nil. Well, wait. Hold on. Well, stop. What? We're not talking about City anymore. There's only one other thing I want to ask. All right, yeah, fine. Yeah. Go ahead. I just want to suggest one thing that might be crazy, but maybe it's best just to get out of the Manchester City defense altogether. Even Odomendi? Even Stones? Even Walker? It seems like Odomendi's, he had a 7, an 8, and an 8 against Bournemouth, Newcastle the first time in Crystal Palace. That feels like 20 years ago. (laughs) Like Zinchenko plays 17 minutes all season. Up to this match, yeah, and he starts. Of course, he comes in for this one and plays the full ninety minutes. I mean, I guess Stones. He seems like the better way in. I don't know. I just don't know. I feel like you're counting like the whole thing with Otamendi has been takes the most shots. You know, taking the most shots of any defender inside the eighteen yard box or whatever. Like he had all these attacking statistics, and I'm just like, well. I just don't know how much you want to count on that. And they are leaky. Oh, yeah. And and what I was going to say is this, too, Brian, to your point. Their upcoming schedule, uh, they play home to West Brom this next uh, match week. After that is at Burnley, home to Leicester, at Arsenal, Chelsea. West Brom, who they inexplicably conceded twice against uh, not too long ago this season. Right. So, yeah, on paper, this looks like, stinky West Brom that can't score or do anything right. And I just don't, like, I, there's no way in the world I'm counting on a clean sheet. And I, I just feel like defensive goals, you know, I mean, you know what defender goals look like. I mean, I feel like you win the lottery when they score well, a goal. It, yeah, no, so true. But, and I would just say this, in that schedule, when February starts, they got Champions League matches as well. Right. Well, and they're still in and two cups st- right now. And they're still in two Absolutely. cups. So my... Going for from this point going forward, owning city players, and I own two Sterling and Aguero. I am starting to get a little nervous because I I don't know how their playing time is gonna how it's gonna look over the next five to six weeks, and I really want to try to have my bench prepared in in that scenario because I think that's gonna start especially with them because again they just beat Bristol City today. We're recording. What's today? Wednesday? Tuesday night. No, it's not. <laughs> recording Tuesday night. <laughs> Some days. Day ends in day. Uh, we, we're recording Tuesday night. They just beat Br- Bristol City to move on to the finals of the um, well, the English Cup, the, the Carabao uh, Cup. EFL. The EFCL. Carabao, the Carabao. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Yep. Anyways, bottom line is, I'm just that's a concern of mine going forward. Not only for the next month is their schedule decent, decently tough, right? Right. It's they're also really spread thin over a lot of matches. I mean, over a lot of competitions. I just look. I mean, look at that. I just think, at up to this point, I mean, the past three weeks. I mean, Odomendi's got a a, a, what has he got? A two, a minus one, and a and a two again. I think the minus one, of course, like that was in the the Liverpool match. Nobody did good there, but I don't know. I mean, I I mean, I guess you're holding on, but. I just, I just don't. Well, feel I'm really I frustrated. I don't feel great about it. I'm frustrated because I did. I owned Odomendi when yeah. he was when he was uh, when peaking. He was well, points? when he was like at the valley, 
No, that, this is what happened, Scott. I'll tell you right in when the you mountain, picked up Odomendi. On the mountain split pops. personality. When he's like split personality, Odomendi. Back Let, and forth. Scott, yeah. Odomendi had a, a stretch where he went match week 15 and match week 21. He went 11, 11, 6, 1, 7, 8, 8. Yeah, I got right. It. So okay. what happened was so, I owned him before that, yeah. sold him, then he did that. Yeah. I've bought him back, and he's done nothing and, since. And, and since, yeah. since match week 21, he's gone tw- 2. That's exactly minus my one point. and yes. two. Right. And I don't you know what have to gotten do. smoked. I have. Well, I absolutely I, and, have. And we talked about it because I I held him the whole time from the from the minute that he got his fifth yellow card, one game suspension. Yeah, I could have sold him then. I didn't. I've had him through that whole stretch, and I'm saying now like his value's up. You know, through the roof now. Right. Are you gonna sell him? Six point five. I'll just say if I if I were to use my wild card, you you would not. There's no way he there's no way he stays on the team. I, it's I impossible agree. that I can keep him. I agree because I really don't like their their schedule over the next month. So at, at the very least, it would be a step down to Stones. The only thing that saves it is that that it's that it's Walker Stones Odomendi, and that is it. I mean, like I think a lot of people, and even the FPL this past week was talking about uh, Danilo. As you know, coming in as a replacement since you know once Delph got injured, and who comes in, Zinchenko. We said that, and you know Danilo. If you knew he was going to start, he's only five. He's a, he's an even five. If you knew he was going to get starts, I would say yes, absolutely, jump on that. You know, take that extra bonus and and just hope for the best with him. But yeah. if you already got him, I guess just re- stick with him for one more week. But yeah. I don't love it. Yeah. Anyway. Burnley nil, Manchester United won the lone goal. Anthony Martial. That guy keeps showing up, man. Anthony Martial is on absolute fire right now. Every time, I, I'm sh- I don't think we've hardly talked about him much at all. Oh, up until the last couple weeks. But you look at his overall numbers, and it's like, wow, he's eleventh. Like, yeah, yeah, that's uh, pretty impressive. FPL managers overall still skeptical. Only the ninth most transferred in midfielder this week. Yeah, he's ba- he's he's barely cracking the first page, depending on how big your your computer screen is. Yeah, uh, and depending on how many search returns your statistics page shows on the FPL website, <laughs> uh, he's not he's not high up there for a guy that's eight dollars and on absolute fire. Uh, I'm just a little surprised. I think yeah. it's that perfect price point that people don't want to jump on it. For for those of the, the what is going on with me? For those of you're you, still experiencing the the holy, the lasting effects of a, of hit, getting hit in the face by a dodgeball. <laughs> I I, for those of you, is this a dodgeball related concussion? Seriously, that you do I need to go into concussion protocol? Maybe. <laughs> seriously, Martial. For do those they have of you, one in the Premier League? For those of you who don't know. 11, 12, and 10 in his last three weeks. Yeah, but then it took him the previous six matches combined to get 12 points. I yeah. get it, and that's my point. Like, Will the real Anthony Martial please... What makes this even worse yeah. is he's now got a new teammate who plays the position that he's been playing in. Yeah, I, I own Lingard, not Martial, and I kind of want to sell Lingard. People are selling. Uh, people are selling Lingard. He's so cheap, I'm not going I to know. yet. I'm going to wait and see what comes out. But Sanchez is the type of player, for some reason, everyone's scared of him, and no one tells him no. 
and he plays. And granted, when he goes out there, he plays. But that dude's out there for number one, man. Hey, there, what happens? I know he's not the same person. Thank goodness. But what happens when Zlatan meets Alexis Sanchez dude, on the practice th- This field? locker room, Pogba's eyeballing the contract that, that Sanchez just got. Because Sanchez is now the highest paid player. Uh, by a lot. By a lot. There's a lot of guys in that Manchester United locker room, Pogba being one of them, Lukaku the other, that are eyeballing that number that Sanchez just got. It's it's safe to say Sanchez is not coming in here to not play. Oh, he's going right into the lineup, but just who's he going in for? Well, and, and that's a gamble. And I don't know. You're right, Scott. It's probably, it's probably Lingard, but I don't think it is going to be Lingard. I think it's going to be Martial. Well, it's Martial... Martial is on too much fire. Juan Mata has been starting. You're right. His, You're right. So You're right. It'll Mata, be Mata. Mata uh, That's a good I call. I asked Drew Snavely, Drew, in our league. Uh, I didn't mean to use his first and last I name. Know. Does anyone want his address? <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> Drew, in our league, who is a Manchester United fan. Yes. Loves pizza. <laughs> uh, nice. No, he he had said his he he had given his kind of hierarchy of of casualties for Manchester United, and his his number one was Mata. I think I I mean I feel like I, that was said even uh, over the weekend. After that, I mean, I just don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe it, it's it's whoever else is is the most attacking. So it could it's be Lingard. Mata. I just don't know how it's they Mata. I just don't know how they do anything to affect Martial right now. But who knows? Jose Mourinho gave Luke Shaw uh, the kiss of death, you know, a couple weeks ago. Saying he's the best left back, one of the best left backs in the world. And of course, he doesn't start as soon as he. It'll does just that. be interesting. Soccer is not a sport that lends itself to all star team success necessarily. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a weak link sport, not a strong link sport. See Malcolm Gladwell's podcast, Revisionist History, for more on that. Uh, and so it's just interesting. What, what will it look like when Manchester United has some of the best guys, if not the best guys at each position, especially in attacking positions, all on the pitch at the same time? Can that work? Can that succeed? I don't know. You can all, it'll be interesting to see how much selfishness I'm gonna and say anger get, one could get awful is. cloggy up there. Yeah. Barcelona <laughs> and Madrid have done a pretty good job over the last few um, years of making their teams full of ballers. You you'd know? say for sure there's like f- there's five safe guys. De Gea is safe. <laughs> Phil Jones, as long as he's healthy, seems safe, unmovable. Yeah. Now that Valencia is back, unmovable. After that, it's been Pogba and Lukaku. That's it. So Martial's been in and out, but now he's on fire. Lingard went on fire, and he's been kind of a staple. But Sanchez coming in, somebody's got to somebody's got to be a casualty here for minutes. It, it's and it's going to be the same thing with and it's going to be the same thing with them and Champions League, FA Cup, all those other things too. I mean, there's gonna there's a lot of minutes to go around, and it just feels like. It'll be really interesting to be see if they can keep Marcus Rashford happy. Really good call. And I also want to say this. Mourinho, when he was at Chelsea and here at United, has never uh, missed an opportunity to crap on Mata. So it won't surprise me at all if Mata, yeah. if Mata 
Gotcha. Is not playing. Why does he take such particular um, pleasure in tormenting Luke Shaw? I feel like he's. I feel like he's. I feel like if there's anything that reveals his like inner evil, it's it's like the personal torment that he gives. Seriously, (laughs) Brian, did I send you a message when I saw the lineups for the United game and saw that Shaw was not starting after Mourinho gave him the kiss of death? (laughs) I don't know. It it just. I I was like, of course, of course. After he says, I yeah. think he's. One well, of the- I know you. Yeah, I know you said it in in this in Slack. Was I that know, it? And other Andrew, yeah. other Andrew. Oh, I won't right. use other Andrew's full name. <laughs> uh, he 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 pointed that out as well. So. Yeah. Hey, what Burnley played in this match? Okay. Uh, there's well, only there's some look, things I'm to talk kidding. about Burnley. Scott. I'm kidding. Don't, you're just brushing it aside like it's. Like they don't even. Nick like, Pope was still in goal. He let in another one. Yeah. And that just means defenders. Tom return. Uh, well, I mean that is an injury roundup issue, oh, oh. but it's not far away. And the one weird thing is that I I feel like there's nothing. I mean, not not that it would have affected much in this match, but uh, it's really weird that Stephen Ward. That no one's really there's not anything concrete about his knee injury. The site he's just web, been he's just been out. Website says he's expected back the thirty first, but I feel like that date keeps changing. Yeah, every week, whatever the next week is. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's just strange. Now, uh, Sean Dyche is mad. I feel it, and it did seem like it in this match that there was a lot of you know, like he said, a lot of the fifty fifty calls that just didn't go. Burnley's way, and I don't know that it necessarily would have affected the overall outcome of the game, but um, they do seem to be getting a bit of a, a raw deal a lot of times. Sean Dyche isn't too mad. He just signed a new contract. That's true. But you're right. Bottom line is, Burnley defenders haven't been good for a while. They're they're down. The, the club as a whole is down. And you had to expect that. I mean, do you, did we really think seventh place was where they'd finish? I mean, they still very well could. There's There's a separation between them and the bottom 12 but Leicester's on fire right now we know what they can do and sustain for Burnley this is new territory maybe you know I could see them going on a two or three match you know stretch that's positive but I just don't think they're going to sustain this well enough to really rush out and get them like we could I will say this I would sell Burnley right now and buy back in two weeks and this is why number one Tom Heaton's coming back that will have something to do with it the other thing is this: three, no, four out of the last six weeks, Burnley has played Tottenham. Yeah, they played United right. twice, and they played Liverpool. Okay. Yeah, we talked about how brutal their holiday period was. Exactly. Yeah. Guess what? That's almost over. Yep. So they play this week against New. They're at Newcastle, and then they play City. After that, the rest of the season is really nice. This is why okay? I get so, so frustrated with typical English football media, and I love us so much, is because every match is hyper-focused on and the result from each match. Right. And Burnley, these it's, results being down. No. Which is true. Can't deny the fact I they're know, down. But no one mentions, oh, geez, last four out of six, they exactly. play the top four club. Exactly. Well, what do you think? And, and they've been in a, in a compressed time period. 
right. do you think's going to happen? That's right. The, Burnley's not a crazy deep team. So when you when you when you compress a schedule on them, the bigger clubs won't affect as much because they have a deeper team. That's why they're a bigger club. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just it's. And when the season started, you would have penciled in a lot of D's and L's next to those matches anyway. Burnley, it's not like these are drop. I mean, these dropped points, but they're not expecting anything from these matches. Burnley, listen, they're going to have extra time because, well, everyone had a little bit longer of a match week this week, right? Until the next week, they will be end up being fine. But after the city match, they are then they're at Swansea, at Southampton, or I'm sorry, home to Southampton, home to Everton, at West Ham. Hey, those are all decent games. Burnley will be okay. Come back to them in a few weeks. All right, we'll see. They need to get some results in those some of those matches because right now you've got six clubs at the top, then you got seventh and eighth together. That's Burnley and Leicester. And then the bottom 12 is only eight points apart now. Twelve clubs, eight points apart. Burnley needs to just stay out of that mess, stay with Leicester, and they'll be fine. Swansea won, Liverpool nil, Elfie Mawson scored. Uh, call him yeah. by his real name. Yep. Remember, you have to. Alfred Mawson. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That goes back to last season. It's true. And I made fun of his porn stash. <laughs> Alfred standing up like a man again. Don't say that. <laughs> Look. I don't know why everything is so. Everything is so uh, phallic with you. Everything is phallic. This Listen, might be the phallic pod. I will no, not name it you that. You will but. not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, that's going to get some traffic we don't want no, on our website. Yeah, no Jeez. doubt. Yeah. Uh, People are going to be confused. This is an audio podcast? Yeah, seriously. Um, I don't know which is a, I don't know which is a, a, a more shocking, <laughs> like for the season, which is like a, a bigger result. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like Liverpool ending. Well, so City's how often, streak or Swansea how beating often, Liverpool. How often, Brian, can you beat uh, halfway through the season an undefeated team, the the number one team in the land, as they would say, uh, and then lose the next week to the last place team in the land. Such a weird dynamic. I, and, and Liverpool, of, in fairness to Liverpool, they were so horribly unlucky in the end of that match, especially like right as the whistle was about to sound. The ball was pinging around. Pretty much in yeah, front of the, the goal. Yeah, the chances. I mean, the I mean, chances before that were were fine. I mean, yes. Salah had that one that was you know kind of over the top that he you know anyone could have booted that. He you know almost assisted Mane. Mane just kicked it wide. I mean that 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 happens anytime. You know, I just feel like Firmino putting one as solidly off the off the bar as he did, and then Lalana you know missing the way he did. I mean, we talked about it. I, I mentioned last week. I said this: the city result easily could have been three-one city. There were some beautiful chances that that yeah. snuck in. You take two of those yeah. and you put them in in this match, and then it's three points, and you know, yeah. totally different result. It's it's just the way things go. I will say during the match, I, I told you guys on Slack that you'd have to give Liverpool credit for something. They know how to impact both ends of the table like <laughs> yeah, no other it, club. I think was it? Yeah. it I think it, it was Rog. I think it was Roger Bennett that said. It was the Liverpooliest Liverpool Liverpool yeah. thing to do. Yes, you're right. Uh, it was. I part of me kind of hopes it doesn't change for Liverpool, like that they stay so unpredictable because it's like thirty percent of their fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
It is so. Uh, Scott, it is so. Scott and brother Matt are are rolling around. Travis as well. They're like, oh, they're. You it know. is so amazing to know that it's that I know it's like torture. I know for sure for most, especially after last season where it was so many losses to so many like bottom teams. Yeah, and it's well, not the quite the same this year. I don't think it's really. It, the, it's not really exactly the same. But this is like it hasn't been. But I'll, I'll tell you what would concern me as a Liverpool fan is listen their their streak last year and this year against top teams has been probably better than anyone right I mean they're amazing where they struggled last year was against bottom teams and they, it, up until this point it hasn't seemed to bother them what what I noticed in this match was this when Swansea really put pretty much 11 men behind the ball you negate Mane and Salah's speed and at Liverpool, what they do best is counterattack. Um, well, they do a lot of things really well. But one of the best things they do is counterattack. And it, it negates their speed. And so in a game like this, where he had done this before and he isn't there anymore, is Coutinho would sometimes bail out Liverpool with a a moment of magic, whether it's on a free kick, whether it's 21 a 21-yard shot, whether it's a cross, yeah. right? I mean, he's so good at unlocking these types of situations. And uh, Liverpool is still a fantastic team. But, man, I, it's funny. We talked about it a couple weeks ago when they played City. Like, oh, guess we didn't miss Coutinho, right? Which is true because the whole dynamic of the game is different because Liverpool's like, City, you go ahead and hold the ball. That's fine. We'll get you. When when you make one mistake, we'll get you. And they're so good at that. And But, but my concern for Liverpool is this moving forward is – Teams will see the Swansea result and realize Coutinho's not there. We can get a result. They're going to test that. I know. Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. And, and that would make me really a little nervy. I mean, look, Liverpool's not trying to win the league. I think City's pretty much got that locked up. But they're still Absolutely. fighting for a top-four spot for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I like their chances. But, man, it's going to make you a little nervous, right? You know what's funny is I don't. I almost don't even care. I'm not reading too much into this result. As a Liverpool fan, I it was my heart wasn't even in it, and I think I felt the same way the Liverpool players did post City match. Tottenham drew earlier in the weekend, mm-hmm. so nothing was going to happen to our place in the table. We were going to stay in fourth place, no matter. And I'm speaking now as someone associating myself with Liverpool Football Club currently. I know, but but beside beside all that. This match didn't feel like it had anything riding on it. Now, obviously, would it have been better had they won? Of course. Three points, even a point, would have been so much better to separate even more from Tottenham and Arsenal below them in the table. But just didn't feel like anything. Like, you know, you're in Wales. It's gross. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't don't take a shot at the Welsh. (laughs) The weather is terrible there. Okay. Okay. I fine. Mean, you're right. That was unfair. I thought you're right. You're right. Calling me out. Gross. Yeah. The, no, I meant the people. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. It's a joke. Okay. <laughs> In all seriousness, I have nothing against the Welsh. It was a cheap shot. I apologize. Thanks for calling. Yeah, me sure. My you apologies. Do hate Aaron anyways, to no. Welsh nation and to Aaron Ramsey. He does. You, you do hate some Welsh players. Anyways, I I, I'm joking. Do, I'm joking. Now. I do. I'm piling on. Hey, but yeah. seriously though, I know in the grand scheme of things, this result. Is not in the macro view of things. Mm-hmm. This result is not that big of a deal, yeah. in my opinion. It's unfortunate, but, but in the yeah. micro, it, mm-hmm. I feel like it is a little bit. It's a shock. Well, and, and we're going to find out really quick when they play Huddersfield this next match, right? Because what do you think oh Huddersfield's going to do? Pray for Huddersfield. But but yeah. I'm saying, 
they're gonna pack it in and they're gonna test. They're gonna test to see who's if the next Coutinho is gonna show up. Do you know? Right? Do you know what the grand FPL experiment for the next few months is gonna be? Loris Carius, <laughs> because the Liverpool schedule is really good. Yeah. Re- overall, I, I mean, if if you assume that bottom tier clubs are good to play against and top low club uh, top tier clubs are bad to play against which again liverpool seems to be the inverse sometimes but they've got a lot of bottom half clubs on their schedule coming yeah if that's a bad thing you avoid loris carries who's the new number one goalkeeper at liverpool unless klopp changes his mind this week but at 4.8 carries if he keeps playing against those kinds of clubs and it's got to be appealing and i like robertson at a 4.7 too Sure. I, I sure. Like, I like me some cheap defenders. I'm going to keep Fabianski well, as my backup goalkeeper, but Jordan Pickford as my starting keeper is not cutting it for me. He's at a 4.9. Loris Karius at a 4.8 is looking really attractive. Yeah. But um, there is a risk because of what Liverpool does against low clubs. Give me an interesting, interesting experience. I thought uh, Van Dyke was trying uh, to win the game himself. He was strong. He seems strong. I really a, an attacking guy, but is anyone? Are you buying this? Are you buying him? No, there's other guys at five point five that that I would rather own. Um, Phil Jones at six. Phil 5. Jones 6. Is, de- is definitely one. He's uh, I think up to a five point seven, or is, is he higher now? McGuire. But, yeah, yeah, McGuire. Man, Harry give McGuire. me Harry McGuire. So it's it's. I I'm just in real life wish. Uh, I mean, I'm jealous that. That Van Dyke is on Liverpool. I'd love to 5%, see him in a gunner 5% uniform. 5% of people buy him. You can't buy um, everybody in January, Dave. The other guy was... We're uh, trying, though. <laughs> man, if anybody deserved to get a little bit of something, it was Jordan Ayew. Man, was that guy on He was Ayew. strong. He, he, was, he, he was He was. He was excellent. Yeah. Yep. I, I, Not in fantasy so much as real life. No, but he... But, I'm what, keeping him as my what, third striker exactly, in fantasy. And that's though. my point. Yes. That's yeah. going to... His result last week, his effort this week... Uh, he is an excellent fantasy home. Maybe, maybe something with the new manager there. We're gonna, we're gonna hold on to him a little bit longer. Brighton nil, Chelsea four. Hazard, of course, responds to our podcast with a brace, yeah. and then William and Moses also scoring uh, all the goals on the side of the Blues. Fool's gold. Just in time Hazard. for almost mm. everyone to say he's an expensive bum that you absolutely cannot own. <laughs> Hazard with the brace. Sometimes, though, when guys score like this, it just goes to prove how split personality-esque they are. I made that up, but you know what I mean. Like The fact that he scored two goals here only proves to me how inconsistent he is. He's going to have to keep scoring. He's going to have to be... You know, what Aguero has been to City, what Kane has been to Tottenham for, for a few weeks for me to actually start looking at Eden Hazard with an eye towards buying. I know. It's just amazing that in a, for a guy who's been like, feels like wildly inconsistent, he's still right there, yeah. right in the top, you know, eight guys. It's true. He's definitely that guy you have to just hold on to no matter I what. I yeah. Know. Look, in, in two of the last three weeks. 10-1 and 16. Um, and this game easily could have been 4-3. to three. Yeah, and I'm giving or, my fantasy. Or, or, or a draw. And that's assuming that all of Chelsea's goals, had they gone in when they did, I feel like I feel like Brighton, well, I mean, I feel like everyone knows they were robbed of at least one penalty. They put at least one shot right off the bar. Yeah. And, 
I mean, they had a lot this, of opportunity. This game, I think, is one of the most lopsided score lines compared to what actually happened in the game that I've seen all Premier League season. Yeah. To look at that score line and go, oh, 4 nothing. This game, Chelsea looked so shaky at the back almost the entire game. Yeah. And to see this result and then just start getting goals in the most random times, uh, it. I mean, as an Arsenal fan, I'm used to seeing – I mean, that's what happens to Arsenal. They'll look like they're about to win and then all of a sudden lose 3 nothing. But but that's what it felt like. It felt like Brighton deserved, did not deserve this scoreline, 4 nothing. I am giving my fantasy honorary fantasy half point, meaningless honorary fantasy half point, mm-hmm. to a man who has only scored six real fantasy points all season long. But he easily could have gotten a couple of assists in this one, to speak to your point. Yeah. Ezekiel... Shalato, Scalato, Shalato. That dude had a great game. He's the guy who got knocked down in the box twice. At least one of them could have been called a penalty, you would think. Yeah. At best, both of them. But because he uh, didn't get any love for either of those tackles he received inside the penalty box, I'm giving him my honorary fantasy half point. Ezekiel, you now have six and a half points on the season in my book. Congrats. Well deserved. There you go, Ezekiel. Dave, you were saying... Uh, before we started doing this, just you know, talking about oh, captaining and triple captaining and such, you know. Well, it's time for one of our. Is this favorite, where you're going to bring up that time for one of our favorite segments? You got some kind of uh, fanfare, like some kind of big, oh, yeah. big kind of music to play. Yeah, hey, it's a, one of our favorite segments. A segment we like to call. There is seemingly no rhyme or reason to when or on whom you use your triple captain chip. Example number 92. Yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) As the official FPL Twitter account mocked all of us to our faces earlier today, they let us know that four, four fantasy Premier League managers used their triple captain this week on Victor Moses. Unbelievable. Victor Moses. Huh. Four people triple captained Victor Moses. <laughs> That's so why but, why would you? Why ever? Well, because they knew he'd crank out a 17, right? The highest point total of any defender yet this year. You can triple 17 really quick in your head. It was worth 51. 51 points yeah, from Victor Moses. I would say that's a pretty solid use of the triple captain chip. Uh, even in a double match week, if you got a 51 out of that, I mean, you'd be you'd be, ecstatic. You'd be happy with it. You'd, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You'd be going bananas. But who does that? I don't know. Some folks. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. Four, four people. That's just impossible. That, it, like, no way. Hey, don't, don't tell me about it. You heard what the name of the segment is. <laughs> That's right. I do remember every word of the name of that segment. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, I see Anyhow. your 51 on Victor Moses, and I raise you a half point to Ezekiel Shalato. Okay, um, thank you. Pascal Gross off again. At, he was off at 67 minutes, second straight. Old news. All I'm saying Old is. Old news. Presumably, yeah. you'd think that this is because Brighton's season very well could be won or lost in the next four weeks. Sure. At Saints. Home to West Ham at Stoke. Holy crap. Home to Swansea. If, and then after that, not a lot 
good left on the schedule. If Brighton doesn't get some points fast, and I mean real fast, they close their th- <laughs> yeah, their yeah. last four matches of the of the season. Home to Spurs, at Burnley, home to United, at Liverpool. That's how they close out the season. Not good. And a few games before that, they got Arsenal and City. Yikes. If they don't make up points now, where are they in the table? Are you, either of you buying Pascal Gross for the next four matches? Man. So you but, don't really believe in Brighton? No, not really. They can't score a goal. I haven't owned him in a long time. Yeah, me neither. Not going to. Uh, you know who You know who people do believe in? Brighton's got 23 points. Not a lot. And uh, they don't have – if they want to get to the magical 40, Scott, and, and I feel like with that stat you gave earlier, with so many teams being within, what, six points of the eight bottom? Eight points. Bottom 12 or within eight points. Everton has 28, and Swansea has 20. Getting to the West Brom magical 40 has never been more important than this year. I don't think 40 is what it's going to take. I mean, it's still the number that everyone looks toward, but, I mean, I think 35, maybe That's less. That's 12 points for Brighton, and – I'm just I'm looking at their schedule, and if if they don't figure out a way to do that in the next six match weeks, it's not happening for them. People are not skeptical of Willian. Who People is, are buying buying Willian. Willian is a mere six point seven million pounds. It's not much. So if you have Marco, who is now hurt, oh, we'll get huh? to in a second, going down to Willian. Maybe attractive. It's easy. He is the second most transferred in player of any player. William, his last four weeks, his last five weeks, 1, 17, 1, 1, 12. That is Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Almost, well, I mean, it's almost every week. I mean, he's he's been in every match this season. He's been in it, so he hasn't missed anything. Even if he's played minutes, he's right. been out there. right. Uh, and there have been games, we talked about it, there have been games where he has come off the bench to do something. So, not a super sub. I mean, he does get starts. The issue is it's just inconsistent. Yeah. So, if you're, I mean, man, But still, at a 6.7, you're not going to be expecting a ton. No, but you, that's what I'm saying. You could somehow make him your fifth guy. I yeah. think you could probably swing that in the midfield with a lot of these uh, $7, $8 guys. Yeah, sure. Southampton won, Tottenham won. Davinson Sanchez scoring into his own goal, into his own net, offset by Harry Kane bailing out his owners. I feel like that's all that we really need to say about this. Okay. Can I go to my manager quote of the week? Uh, The only only thing was that Erickson and uh, Lloris were both out sick. Kane was reportedly sick too. I mean, let's just – everybody's sick. Uh, Brian, you're, you're, you're like only yeah. Kane, yeah, only Kane, uh, Kane of those three was the only one to play. So this guy, I feel like it's probably disappointing for everybody involved. What about Erickson? He he didn't play. That's what I said. That was kind of a only, surprise. That's what I said. I only Dave, Kane. do you listen to our own podcast? <laughs> no, look for 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 like five seconds. I blanked for a second. No, okay. but did you hear what I just said? <laughs> 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 he will. Like, he, he said something. Like, he said Erickson and, and Lloris. Like and literally, like, well, Kane played. Like literally forty seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no, my son. It, like, there's people out there who are son haters for for some reason. Like brother Matt is. Son was. Dis- I mean, it's just a disappointing day. It, it was just a weird. It's just I'm not reading into this. Like you said, 
Brian, there's no I believe Eric here. Dyer's exact words were, we just couldn't get anything started. Yeah. Something it's, to that effect. It's it's January. The Premier League season begs for an international break at this point, and the guys are a little tired. Um, I do remember, I think it was, I think it was, uh, oh man, it was definitely prior to the match. I think it might have been before Liverpool, Swansea, Liverpool. Um, one of the, uh, one of the commentators that they were talking to on NBC Sports Network was uh, had mentioned um, just the atmosphere for all the Southampton fans. There was not the same uh, disappointment, I guess you could say, from fans directed towards Pellegrino, even with you know disappointing, you know, some disappointing yeah. results. And he compared it to like the way Stoke fans were reacting to Mark Hughes. I know Mark Hughes has been there for longer and. You know, it's it's a little bit a little bit different situation, but we just talked about how much you know how much the atmosphere uh, was still definitely behind the team. There was you know it was good energy and and the fan support was obvious uh, for this match. And so I don't know. And yet Seems Southampton translated. And yet Southampton sits today in the relegation zone. They're sitting in eighteenth right now. And after the match, uh, Mauricio Pellegrino was asked a lot of questions. And uh, I don't know, you can give him one of two nicknames if you want. He, you can call him Personality Pellegrino because he started to actually show some okay. uh, in his post-game comments. I, I want to call him Professor Pellegrino. kind of has that aura of professor to yeah. him. I kind of liked it. He had two really good quotes. This is where the manager quote of the week uh, comes from. Uh, he had two really good quotes about being a manager in football. The first one... <laughs> Maybe a little bit wrong, but uh, you know, it's okay. We can just blame the fact that English isn't his first language. He says, in Argentina, we say that the job is the electric chair. Mm. It's not easy to stay in the seat, mm. which is true. A little strong, but true. But his best quote was his second one where he says, the biggest risk in football is to work in football. And I was like, that's good. Yeah. Professor Pellegrino knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Uh, that's an excellent, excellent quote. Like but that. he's got to start doing something. He is at risk of seeing Southampton yeah, I would fall. Say that, I would say that's true at this point. Arsenal 4, Crystal Palace 1. Hold on one moment. I just have to delete Arsenal moment from the agenda. Okay. The goals from Monreal, Iwobi, oh. Koscielny, and Lacazette. That was my bathroom break. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the uh, lone Crystal Palace goal coming from Luka Milivojevic, the guy I bought. That's my guy. And then stashed on my bench for this past game week. You silly, silly person. That's I who know. I was talking about, man. That's, four, your, that's your guy. Yeah, because he's 4.7. 4. 4.7. Yeah. Great and buy. I would say now that we know for sure, we could talk about it more later, we know for sure Ruben Loftus-Cheek is nowhere near coming back. Right. Correct. Absolutely easy move at point one. Well, it could be point one, could be point two, depending on if he's dropped it at this point. But there was a long stretch of time, first half of the season, he was good for penalty kicks. Yeah, in fantasy, that's where he, that's where he scored his points. Now he was, he's starting to score from open play, and he still has a penalty kick job. And he still, well, as long as Benteke is not around. So, I mean, I'm not going to let well, that go all year long. No, I mean, come on. I was going to say, come <laughs> well, on. Well, hey, Benteke's <laughs> got Christian Benteke's got assists now in three straight matches. He's around, but he's a paid. to to strike i don't care he's supposed to be scoring he's he, not an assister so what yeah, if he wants to create center every, mid? maybe he wants to create for someone else every now and then luka milivojevic yeah he give, he give, walked out onto that pitch saying i want luka milivojevic i want to make him 
score. I want to help him out this week. No, of course not. Yeah. Obviously, we're kidding. Hey, um, on the Arsenal side of things, what's yeah. Henrik Mctarian going to do for oh. Arsenal? Hey, let's get excited for some Gunners. Well, hey, nah. Dave, can you answer? Yeah, answer that, and then I have a question for you. Henrik Mctarian, what's he going to do for Arsenal? Awesome things. He's going to fit in great. <laughs> Come right into the side. Hey, this is uh, Good I just want, the title for him. Good. I, well, hold on. I just I just want to clarify for Dave that this is the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast you're on right now, oh. not Arsenal Fan TV. Gotcha. Okay, okay, right. Fair enough. I thought I was sitting with Robbie, which would that'd be awesome. I'd love. I'd love Robbie. I, one day we're, I'm going to get Robbie on the pod, and okay. you mock me, but I'll do it. I'm going to be conveniently ill. Oh come on! Don't be don't be conveniently ill. Right. Robbie's good people. Listen, I have no idea who Robbie is. Yes, yeah, he is Arsenal fan TV. Okay, great. Um, I just know Arsenal fan TV <laughs> at Twitter. Arsenal fan TV. All right, cool. I mean, at he's the guy. He, he so. Robbie was in Germany. He took the picture of all the boys uh, negotiating for bombing, right? Um, what is he going to do for Arsenal? Uh, he is. This is Mctarian, just to be clear, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. You know, listen. He's going to fit in. He's going to play uh, on the wing, and I think he's going to be not only a creator, but. Um, He's he's I think he's going to fit in with his style his style of play. I think he's going to fit in great. So he's going to do everything that he didn't for United. Well, it depends. I think he is a style of player that fits in better at Arsenal than he did at United. I don't think He was good. It was, it was Borussia Dortmund he was at prior to United, is that correct? Yeah. And he did well there. Absolutely. Very well. There. He did he did really really well. I would say Arsenal probably reflects Dortmund's style more than, than United. Than did. United. Yeah. And and for whatever reason, cre- and I've said this before, and, and I know people could probably battle me on this, and that, that's fair. It, my opinion is that creative players don't excel in Mourinho's style of play um, for whatever reason. Hazard Hazard fell apart underneath Mourinho. Sure. Um, I'm not saying that guys can't do well, but creative style players, I don't think Mourinho fosters that type of atmosphere in his style of play. And I think those guys, after enough time, eventually start sort of get start begin to get bogged down. We'll see if it happens to Pogba. I don't know. There's a reason Pogba's why the a little three, bit different style of player. Yeah, but there's a reason why the three most consistent United players right now are De Gea, Valencia, and Jones, specifically for fantasy. I mean, it's true. That's that's indicative of Mourinho's style. And but it was the same when he was at Chelsea. Correct. That's right? that's him. So, yeah. anyways, I just wonder if if. When he got there, like the first, I think the first three or four matches of the year, he assisted in, and then he got he got hurt, and for some reason, coming back, he never made it back into the lineup consistently, for whatever reason. So, anyways, I just think he's healthy. Um, I think he's happy to uh, listen. United United is is a better team than Arsenal right now. Let's just call call true. that what it is, right? That's true. But I think that. And I hope that he is coming in with and kind of sees a, a new chance to uh, to prove himself. So Brian's going to ask you a question in a second. I'm tempted to ask you a question, but I'm going to save it. Okay. Because next week we've got a midweek match week in the Premier League. Yeah. We're not going to talk about those matches. We're going to do a special pod instead. Gotcha. That's right. Discussing who among the January transfers yes. would you own in fantasy for the second half of the season. So I'm going to, just as a teaser, I'm letting everyone know, I'm going to ask that question about, Mctarian, yes, and all these other transfers that take place or, o- over the month. So you just think about that this sure. week, Dave, and we're going to talk about that in our pod next week. My question, Dave, <clears throat> is: uh, is this 
is this the healthy, the quote unquote healthy defense that you should expect as much as possible the rest of the season for Arsenal? Playing a back four, which Wenger says is his preferred his preferred formation. Yeah. Uh Hector Bellerin. Bellerin, Kashelny, Mustafi. And Monreal. Nacho. I think it could be. I think there's a lot of things that are up in the air with this January transfer window because it's not official official yet, but it looks like Pierre Emerick Aubameyang is coming in as well. And so then people are asking, and I'm studying his name. There's no way you say that right the first time. Well, I finally figured out there's studying. no R in it, right? For 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 a long time, I've always wanted a, to throw a an R. Yeah, yeah to exactly. Yeah. Um, so look. And so, so people were asking, well, how in the world is that going to fit? Is Lacazette going to move to the wing? Because Lacazette's been starting through the middle, yeah. and, and, and Aubameyang definitely is a center forward. So, and maybe Lacazette does move to the wing. You know, maybe he fills in where Sanchez was playing. Maybe they change formations, and, and maybe they go to an old school sort of four four two. Right? Yeah. I don't know, but I know this: when when Arsenal's defensive record, when Nacho Mustafi. And then Koscielny, when they're all three playing, Arsenal's defensive record is pretty good. Um, so we'll see. I know Bellerin, we were talking about Bellerin last week. Bellerin had gone two consecutive weeks scoring. He obviously did not score this week. But if he's playing in a back four instead of as a wing back, that's going to change things a little bit. I hope they stay in a three-at-the-back formation to just be more solid defensively and then let Mkhitaryan, Ozil, Lacazette, and Aubameyang, hopefully, you know, assuming that that will go through, yep. let those guys just go. Let them go. Don't even give them positions. Just let them go and see what happens. And then just defend the back. I mean, I, I know that's that's so such a simple tactic or whatnot. But and I know that would never happen. But I feel like it could. Yeah. As uh, a recent article by on uh, Football London pointed out, uh, if Kolasinets wasn't worried about his starting spot. Uh, before this game, I guess he probably should be more worried now. Uh, Nacho leaves at thirty-four minute, thirty-three minutes, and Maitland Niles comes in. Maitland Niles was the preferred guy for defensive on the defensive side, right? Kolasinets comes on later as an you know more in an attacking a, role, yeah. But I mean, if he's not going to be starting as a defender, uh. I don't know how much you're going to see him. I don't know. He's just. I, I know we feel like we've kind of said already in so many words he's not ownable. But I mean, right. at this point, I mean, he, he has no way. I mean, he where is he going to get in? How's he going to get in without it without a significant injury to somebody? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think he. Yeah, he needs an injury, sort of. I'm, I'm not trying to be ugly to get in the side right now. It was a little curious that Maitland Niles would come in. It might have also been Wenger looking at it and thinking, I can get the kid a young chance, I mean, uh, another chance to get some playing time without any massive pressure because at that point I think they're already up three to one. No, at that point they're already up four to four to four to nothing. Yeah. And so, you know, it might be one of those things that Wenger knows that they have more, they have other important games coming up. All the, their Europa matches will be important because Arsenal's in sixth. Chasing, you know, chasing to try to get in the top four. So, you know, they have at this point just as 
as easy of a chance sort of to win Europa as they do yeah. to try to make top four. But bottom line is that they have a lot of games left. I think Cole Sheenis will probably end up being fine right now, though he is not ownable in fantasy. We'll see how that how that goes going forward. But listen, overall, man, I'm excited. I don't think Arsenal's going to miss. Look, my early prediction, and I could be completely wrong. I've been completely wrong on many things before. I don't think they're going to miss Sanchez much. If you look at the numbers, Sanchez hadn't produced a ton this year. We've been talking about that on this podcast for over a year. I well, listen, we've been saying that about Wenger too. He, here's the other thing. <laughs> That's true. Is it? It could be the. It's interesting. They catch. They they score four goals in the first twenty plus minutes of this game. The second Sanchez. It's amazing leads. how freeing it is to rid yourself of cancer. Yeah. You're right. Um, there, there's no doubt. And Scott, you remember at the end of last year, you were wondering like. What what's the problem here? Is it Sanchez or is it Wenger? Everybody or wanted both? Wenger. I remember out. there was one yes. pod. Yes. You said is it David, is it Sanchez, Wenger, or both? Yep. I don't remember what my answer was. I think but I not, remember mine. I'm not sure. And I was very clear on mine. And you, you it was Alexis Sanchez. Yeah. Wenger yeah. out should not have been trending. Sanchez out should have been. Now we'll see. It, it looks like what it looks like maybe one match. Maybe that was a case. Maybe. Maybe. Um another I mean, this is not a this is not an Arsenal podcast. So <laughs> I want to talk about um, Crystal Palace one more time. Dave is tempting to take this pot over. Oh, so. uh, since we can, since we referenced it already, and know that uh, Marco's going to need some replacement here for a little while, not a bad option for the next three weeks is uh, back to Zaha. Well, uh, the next three for Crystal Palace at West Ham, home to Newcastle, then at Everton. Not not too bad, and who knows? Maybe Marco's got some uh, some, All right. some well, miracle on, healing properties. Hold on, in, in I Barcelona was going to bring up this. Get back to. I think a better own is Aaron Ramsey. Okay, he came on as a sub this match. Scott is, but when Scott, when Ramsey Scott's, has gonna, been healthy, my anti Welsh heart. I know when Ramsey is healthy, he plays for Wenger, and he came on this match as a sub. Now they are playing Chelsea tomorrow. In the the second leg of the uh, something something cup, the Carabao Cup, Good. we'll just call it that. So I don't know if he starts. Then maybe he doesn't start. Well, it's almost a week. It's almost a week later. So you know, we'll we'll see. I just Ramsey's price has now dropped. It, it remember it did go up, and it's now down to a six point nine. I think this will be the this is the seller of where his price will be, and it's only going to go up from here. I feel like, especially with McTarian coming yeah, if in, he does if he and does what Obama he did, Yang, yeah. Uh, maybe. Again, that's not official. Yeah. Even though I saw him packing his stuff. Okay. And it's happening. You maybe saw maybe he's going to China finally. <laughs> <laughs> Wilfred Zaha is like a, a five to seven waiting to happen every week. The next three weeks for Crystal Palace at West Ham, home to Newcastle at Everton. Nice matchups for a guy who obviously is like the key attacking guy for Crystal Palace. Even though, I mean, Dave, did he get? Should he have gotten a penalty here in this game? He kind of should have. It seemed like he sure got tripped right at the box edge, if not right in the box. No, it 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 should have been. Uh, yeah, but it was a call. It was, but that's it the was. thing. Uh, he's it, it so. Was. When I say he's his own worst enemy, it's that we've already talked about how he he's in that like all. Uh, uh, flopping team. Yeah. I mean, he's always, he, always, he goes always down. going down so easy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that that definitely has got to work against him. However, uh, these have been tough matchups for Crystal Palace here. 
And uh, well, it's not getting any easier. And we can talk about their injuries. Their injury list is extensive. Yeah. Uh, making Zaha and I, like we said, Milivojevic. I think those guys are really, really important for them. Really good bargains. And for at least the next three weeks, I feel like those are guys that you could just plug in and have some nice matchups with. Yeah. And and I'd keep my eye on uh, Aaron Ramsey. I think he's going to be coming back. Yeah. He came on as a sub. We'll talk about him in the injury roundup. Yeah, fair enough. So now, guys, we've obviously talked about a, a number of guys that, that we could buy, and, and there's a lot of guys that you maybe won't want to sell in the midfield, but number one right now being Marco because of his injury and the fact that you know we've jumped on him because of his form. But we need to help our listeners out a little bit because we've talked about Willian, then Zaha and Ramsey, all in the context of, hey, if you own Marco, you might want to go down you know, and, and get these guys. So we got to help our listeners out. Who are we recommending if you're selling Marco or not, or anyone else at that seven-pound range among those three guys we've discussed so far? If Ramsey is playing, I feel like he'll be more consistent than William. But right now, if I had to make a decision this week, I would choose William over the other two. And I just have a really hard time with any sentence that contains the words Ramsey and consistency in it. <laughs> I just yeah. do. I can't no, do it. The, the I guy, can't I do mean, it. Before he got hurt, he was consistently good. Yeah, and then he consistently gets hurt after six matches. Well, but for those six matches, it's excellent. Oh, and then Marco comes back, and then you go back there to Marco. There you go. Oh, so I, can, right, I right. can tell you about consistency. Uh, don't don't win us over with facts, Brian. <laughs> I can with tell data. you. I can tell you that since Wilfred Zaha has come back from his injury, there's only one match that he's played not 90 minutes, and that was the second one that he was in. And, I feel like I and, should have something about Willian now since you're all defending your own picks. No, no, I'm not. I, like, hey, let's I, do this. Let's do this. Let's all do this. Let's all sell Marco and go to the guy that we bought, and we'll see who's the happiest well, next I, week. I don't own him. What's the matter with you? That's what, that's yeah, what I can't. Dummy, why haven't you what been? What place are you in the table? <laughs> what list? Hey, what? I am in sixth, and I am surging, <laughs> You are man. not in sixth, sir. You are in seventh. No, I am in sixth, Scott. Don't make me post a table ahead. on Twitter. I am ahead. Of two people in the Which league. Which puts you in seventh. It's a nine-man league. Whatever. <laughs> Dude, I'm you sorry. seriously need to see I'm a doctor. I'm sniffing sixth. I am sniffing sixth. This dodgeball thing, I'm glad I you know. told me that story. Yeah. I'd be really worried about the cause of your uh, a lot tonight. mental lapses tonight. <laughs> Lester 2, Watford nil. Uh, again, with the 2016 scoreline, Jamie Vardy on a penalty kick. Riyad Mahrez, uh, this was a – was this Marco Silva less Watford yet, or was he sacked after this no, match? No, he was sacked after this The whole this weekend – honestly, I, I really enjoyed the you... Australian Open tennis tournament this past What's weekend. What's wrong with you? Anyway, just kidding. This is not a tennis podcast. Why don't, why don't you say you're, why don't you say you're, you're touching goodbye to Marco Silva, and, and then we can stop talking about Watford until they do something good. This, this whole Watford-Scott – manager of Watford love triangle thing that's going love hate triangle thing that's going on it's so weird I love their managers I hate the club specifically the owner they don't know who they are and it is hurting them it hurt them a couple of years ago when they fired Kike Sanchez Flores who was doing perfectly fine with a Watford club that was higher than it deserved to be in the table. Yep. It happened last year to an extent with Walter Mazzari, who was doing 
perfectly fine. As, for good, a as good as you could expect. As for good a as you Watford can expect manager. at Watford. Then they bought the Wonder Boy, Marco Silva. Brought him in. They were doing really well. And yes, Everton tried to ruin that. <laughs> and yes. I think he, according to all accounts, wanted to go there, and it maybe affected his Watford results a little bit. But come on. Do you really? I, I know this is the most expensive Watford club in club history, but do you really expect to be higher than you are in the table right now? You're 10th, right? 10th. Yeah. Yep. That's good. That's good. You're 10th, and yes, you're sliding. Totally understand you're sliding, but this is not the time to fire, to sack your manager. Doesn't make any sense. Arsenal are collecting beautiful people. Watford are getting rid of their beautiful people. Yeah. It's the anti art. I don't understand. Marco Silva, you're going to be fine. Oh. You're going to land somewhere. And you're oh, gonna, you're he is going to land career. on his. There is a club out there somewhere that is literally jumping for joy. What am I doing right now? You're pointing up at the ceiling with middle fingers. That's what Marco Silva is <laughs> oh. going to do over his As career. As he's walking to out Watford. the door. Absolutely. Well, he's doing it now and he's going to do it. On someone else's touchline here in the very near future. So will the new manager give any bump? Have you seen Javi Gracia's results at his last three clubs? No, tell me it's about it. It's not good. Okay. It's not good. He managed at Osasuna, and I believe they got relegated under his management for one year. He went to Malaga, and they finished ninth and then eighth. And then he spent one year at Ruben Kazan in, in Russia. And that's it. That, that's been his last three clubs. I don't know what among that recent resume you look at and you think, yes, he's the guy. He's, he's finished ninth and eighth in Spain, but he's going to get my 10th place club in England to heights they've never seen before. Yeah. I don't, I don't really get. I guarantee you he's a son of a friend of the owner. There's no other. Well, there's no other explanation. That Spanish connection. That's certainly possible. There's given no other explanation. Watford's owner and his other uh, ownerships. Yep. yep. His other businesses he owns. So I, I, this has this has train wreck written all over it, and that's not even including Richarlison's angry face emoji tweet that went out after Silva was was sacked. Yeah. Richarlison has declined anyway, so I'm not sure what kind of impact that has. Now, if Decore is upset or Gomez is upset, that's that's another thing. This is gonna. This is gonna be. Uh, this is gonna be interesting because I don't think this is gonna go well. And Watford was not. They were in the bottom twelve, but I wouldn't have called them in a relegation battle. What's funny is I'm now putting them in my mind. I think they're squarely in the relegation battle now. Yeah, and they did it to themselves. Uh, there's nothing more positive to say about Leicester. Vardy, Mares, Maguire. Schmeichel, any of those guys. Got to pick, right? I and mean, that's the yep. only downside now. I'm really going is. to continue to say this. For those of you in our league who don't own Riyad Mahrez, continue to not own him because I will. I will, Brian. So no one else own him. Thank you. Stay away. Yep. He's helping you get into sixth. I mean seventh place in the table. <laughs> Look, I'm probably too far behind you to catch you, but you better be worried. People who don't know worried. us probably think that I'm a really big <laughs> to you. Well, but the yeah. truth is, we're not like we're friends. Yeah, sure. I hate you. Everton won. West Brom won. <laughs> Promise you, if I eat one more Ricola cough drop on this podcast, I'm gonna puke. <laughs> what team are we on? <laughs> Everton. Oh man, Umar Nias and J Rod. This is Umar Nias's team now. No, again. It's not. For no. God's sakes, will Again. someone? Flipping 
play Umar Nias. No, they're not going this to. This guy, oh my gosh. He, I don't know why, he is one of my favorite players, probably because his name is awesome. But listen, this guy produces every single flipping time he's on the field. Look, Hold Dave, on. they're not going to do it. They have Rooney. They have Tosun. Yep. DCL. Listen to this. Nias has played in 13 matches this year, okay? He scored one point in four of those games, all substitutions, okay? In six of the 13 games that he's played, he's either had a goal, an assist, or both. That is a really good percentage. It's he's, true. I mean, if you project that out over a full season, I mean, that's that's so play him. more than 15 goals. Don't yell play at, him! See, this is what Scott was just talking about. You're treating him like he's Big Sam and like... He can't do anything it's about Scott's it. It's Scott's fault. <laughs> yeah. Play him. Right. Look, there's only – it was sad about James McCarthy. That was awful. That was horrible. I'm glad that Solomon Rondon is a human and <laughs> he reacted like a human, which is uh, great to see. I mean, he was, it was sad. He was really was, upset about it. Yeah, and you hope he you know, McCarthy comes back. Um, there's only one person to talk about for Everton All right. or West Brom. Who is that? Theo Walcott. Yeah. That's it. Big Sam's post-game comments make me think that he wants this offense to run through Theo Walcott. Theo Walcott. I, I missed that. What did he say in the in the presser? He just did, he, he said that he, he said that the uh, guys that he has need to learn how to get Walcott the ball where he wants it. Theo Walcott played ninety minutes immediately the yeah. second he steps onto the into the team. Yeah, he, they put him in a shirt and played him ninety minutes. Yeah, and he has one assist immediately. I I think he's going to do really well for them. I was I don't I'm not sure. I, I mean I I guess Arsenal has that many better players. I I didn't think they did. I'm, I'm being sarcastic there. Awobi always seemed to be chosen over Walcott at Arsenal. Walcott's a, a pretty good player. When he had a chance to play in cup matches earlier this year, he played really well. You know what people are not doing? Listen, he's 7.1, Brian. That's what I mean. He's another guy that if you have bought Mar especially if you bought Marco recently, which is he is that much. Uh and you want to take a shot on somebody, take a shot on the guy that no one is buying. No one is. He's been transferred in 10,000 10, times. There It's uh, not many for a guy who's I mean his total ownership is 1.2%. Yeah. If it's a guy who's going to be that central to the Everton attack going forward, I don't know, man. It might not be worth it. Might, it's, it seems like a worthy risk. It's you interesting. Know what I'm saying? It's very interesting. I want you guys to vote on which stat should be Scott's stat of the day for this pod. You ready? And now it's time for Scott's stat of the day. Yeah, I'm nervous. Option A is 269. That's how many days it had been since Theo Walcott had started a Premier League match. Interesting. Okay. 269. You could also go with option B, which is number four. Dave, you're going to go for this one. Four is the number of goals as a substitute Umar Nias has scored this year, which is tied for the most in the Premier League alongside Olivier Giroud and Anthony Martial. Wow. Yeah. Those are both good. I want that one to be the stat of the day. I don't know. I feel like that's such a long layoff for Theo Walcott and for him to just jump back in. That's pretty amazing. Dave. And he is going to start a lot of matches for the rest. They're in a relegation battle. He's going to play as long as his legs will carry him forever. Yeah, and he hasn't played much. So yeah, he he's a hungry dude. 
I and yeah, and he wants World Cup time. Yeah, he wants he wants to make the World Cup squad. Well, and I think I mean, and I think Sam wants him to. I think Theo's a likable guy, and, and absolutely. I think Sam's like, and you know. Sam wants them to figure out how to get Theo yeah. Walcott the ball in a way that he can score. Yeah. So I guess my question is, what was that price again on Theo Walcott? Seven point seven one seven point one. All right, so I'm selling Marco for Theo Walcott. <laughs> Option D. Isn't there someone else on Everton we want to talk about, Brian? I don't think Lookman? so. Is it Lookman? No. no. It's, uh, Did Lookman play this game? It's an Irish guy. No, Irish. no, no, no. We're going to talk about him later. Okay. Injury fine. roundup. Oh, All right. Okay, right. West Ham won. Uh, that's a great teaser for the end of the pod. Sure. Keep listening to the end. It's going to be worth it. West Ham won. Bournemouth won. Chicharito and something Frazier scoring the goals in this one. Ch- Chicharito. I, Chicharito might have gotten goals. his starting job back just by virtue of, of West Ham <laughs> moving from the from gluttony, the third circle of injury hell, to the greed fourth circle of injury hell. <laughs> Lanzini, look, look, we're gonna. We're, this is a. We we have to do a West Ham injury update right now. Okay. Because okay. this is this is gonna crush them. Manuel Lanzini, probably the worst of of all of them. Yeah. Hamstring injury reportedly going to keep him out for at least six weeks, and that's if he doesn't need or opt for surgery. Okay, but I I have to stop you already and say that we have addressed Manuel Lanzini, and how he's really never been ownable. Just when he comes back, I know it's it's, but it's really it's bad for them, for the club, yeah, and it could impact guys around him that are more absolutely okay. Go ahead, Marco. So football. London says that Marco. This is amazing. So this is such an amazing thing. Marco felt his hamstring in the early stages of the game, but what do you do when you feel that? You go ahead and play all ninety minutes. What are you gonna do? Shrug all around. You're going to play all 90 minutes. He's looking at at least three weeks out, and it could be more. Wait a minute. Yeah. If he can play through it last weekend. Why is it so bad that he is going to be out for three weeks? Yeah. Scans. Can you feel my quote fingers? (laughs) Yes, I can. Scans. The scans on his hamstring, I guess, were not good. So? So, if he can walk out there and run out there, let him. I don't know, man. It's worse than it looks. I'm just kidding, of course. Hey, but seriously, if he can do that. Hey, guess which hammer needed surgery? If you guessed Andy Carroll in your mind, then go ahead and grow out your man bun and triumph because old Hetty McGroinpool needed, <laughs> you probably didn't guess it, foot surgery. That's right. That's a new one. A hairline fracture in his foot. Andy Carroll will be out for three months. Did they? Oh, first of all, that'd be a great English ship name. Heavy McGroinpool. Yes, absolutely. Which that's an amazing thing. No, number two, did they only do surgery on his ankle because it's the only place that they could go in? It might be all that's left. Yeah, like you know how like like you probably like you know eventually drug addicts you can't find a vein. Like I'm almost going to be convinced Andy Carroll's addicted to surgery. Sure. Uh, to end oh, oh, the ankle, we found a place. We we can go in there. To end on the, just to complete the Dante's Inferno circle here. <laughs> all right. Abandon almost all hope, ye who enter London Stadium. The one tiny faint glimmer of hope is that 
Mikhail Antonio could be back in the next couple weeks. But, man, this is not good for them, especially for Marco, who is just like, it was like the perfect combination of a guy who's like desire, in form, with, and, and the team is getting results a lot because of him. It was amazing. And now it's over. This was the story last year with them. Injuries. Yeah, tons. What's the deal? They, they must have hired Arsenal's trainer from a few years oh, ago. Oh, no. They better get some better trainers. Yeah, that's true. Um, you can't count on any of the defense for either of these teams. We continue to say that. Just sucks that Callum Wilson didn't manage to find a shot in this game. Sure. But what are you going to do? Hey, Not going to happen every week. Oh, oh Ryan Matty Frazier. Uh, I really need help saying it the right way. <laughs> Listen, Ryan Frazier, last, last four matches, one which he did not play, 15-0, 5-9. Which one didn't he play? He did not um, play against. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, every, they're attacking guys when they're out there. Junior Stanislaus had the assist on Frazier's goal. He's back again and playing, and when he's out there, he's, he's good. I mean, Junior. you... When they put the team out there, when they put the guys together, they're fine. Just how, how long are they going to be out there together playing together? It's just not just doesn't happen. Bournemouth schedule after they play Chelsea this next match week. After that, home to Stoke at Huddersfield, home to Newcastle. Yeah, not a bad run after nope. that. Stoke two, Huddersfield nil. Paul Lambert, something magical about that guy in the touchline. That Joe guy. Allen and Mame. Barum Juf. Oh, Lambert was summoning his best Conte slash Klopp reactions, Scott. He, uh, I couldn't tell if that, like, it just seemed way too fake. Like, he was trying to be I don't excited remember. way too hard. And I'm like, yeah. I, mean, I don't that, remember that's fine. him doing that before. Well, I mean, if you want to be that excited, that's fine. It just seems odd that, like, the second you come in, like, be excited, but I felt like he was a little over the top. You want, you want your guys to act like they've been there. That's all you want. Well, a little bit. I mean, Conte's, even if they even if they've kind of not ever really been there. Sure. I mean, look, on some level, I would prefer my manager when you know, even Brian. If you give the old Wenger like two handed little weird little fist pump that you yeah. you love to hate so much, yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's pretty stupid. But still, like you know, Klopp even has ta- has tamed some of his celebrations right and now look if it's like the end of the game 90th minute and you guys score and you're about to have a, a walk-off result that you didn't you, you know you weren't getting any part of that's different but when Conte's player scores for, for Chelsea his reactions sometimes are really obnoxious yeah Scott's and talking about that Scott it, hates that it, it's it's over the top save it for like really magical moments and like you said you know act like you've been there before yeah and so, anyways, I saw that say is Lambert's uh, his his sidelines antics just seemed forced, well, forced, and maybe he hasn't been there. <laughs> well, for a team that's been sucking, uh, you got to feel good whenever something uh, goes your way. Hey, Shakiri's back at least for one game. Had an assist. Shupo Moting had the other one. Uh, yeah, got- like, and, and a lot of people probably own those guys, possibly. I don't have their ownership stats in front of me at the moment. But bottom line is, people have been owning them at points during the season. And they've been they've been producing. Like, they're not... If you've owned them, you're not upset at their production. No. I mean, a lot of people probably bailed on Shakiri after, what, seven or eight weeks of nothing. 
So you're not probably entirely surprised that he got at least an assist against uh, Huddersfield, but uh, it's nice to see them back. And uh, honestly, Stokes' next five of the next seven uh, of their matches are are pretty good. They play home to Watford at at Bournemouth, home to Brighton, and then uh, yeah, Leicester and City in two of the next ones after that. But Saints at Saints at home, Everton as well. It's not a bad match or not a bad run of matches for Stoke, like, and especially if they're going to get a little bit more. Uh, you think one, they're going to get a one? They're, one, they're healthy, which we can talk a little bit about that, right? Too, but uh, but then too, if they're going to get a little a manager, bit of a, you know, mm. a little bit of a manager bump, could be good for them in the next uh, next five five of the next seven weeks. Shoot, shoot promoting is interesting uh, because of uh, because of exactly the multiple items that you just said and their and their schedule. What makes him appealing is is he is a five point four billion dollars. Yeah, he's really cheap. That's 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 doable. That's 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 a that's a doable price. That's for sure. Brian, uh, that is all ten matches, which means uh, we need to hear about this injury roundup. We've been uh, teasing all pod. That's right. All that's left is the injury roundup. Howdy, partners! It's the injury roundup. <laughs> yeah. Hey, for the sake of this week's injury roundup, let's just assume that seventy-five percent of the entire world currently has some kind of flu. <laughs> okay. That definitely seems. Seems appropriate locally. Um, let's just hit some. I mean, we can just hit some names. We talked about Aaron Ramsey. He missed a good. I mean, he had missed was could have missed all of it, but he did play a little bit against Palace uh, due to illness. Should see him against Chelsea tomorrow night, and you assume he's back to whatever full Aaron Ramsey health looks like. So. Hopefully you're right, Dave, that we'll get to see uh, healthy Aaron Ramsey for the foreseeable future. Uh, we know Chelsea already ruled Morata and Sesk out of the match against you guys tomorrow. You know that, Dave? I did, and I'm excited about that. I, I, think, they're we- still, I think they're still hungry. They still want to They want to knock you out. Yeah. Uh, Morata has a back issue. Sesk has a hamstring issue. I don't think either of them are too serious. Uh Murata's probably just tired. I think he just needs a rest. Probably get a really good time for him to get a break. Uh, the weird one was Tebow missing the Brightman match with an ankle injury. Um, and kind of him having the ankle injury at the same time that Chelsea is having some injury issues. And at the same time that every paper in the world is talking about Real Madrid trying to convince Tebow to come play. For him. It is interesting. Uh, we said Ruben Loftus-Cheek. In uh, Crystal Palace, like a lot of the stuff that's that happened to them, we know for sure that it's Ruben Loftus Cheek's ankle that may need surgery. It was fun to think about what you could have possibly done there for a minute, Ruben. Uh, Johan Kabai, that was weird seeing him stretchered off uh, at the end of the yeah. Arsenal match, uh, but was in the, a walking boot after the match, so. Hey, I'm no fortune teller, but that doesn't seem like a great sign. No. One of the big ones that we didn't talk about last week was Gabriel Jesus, and it was only because we were only, I guess we were kind of right. Just that it, it's not going to be two months, two full months of recovery. Pep is saying he should be ready to play, could be ready to play in the Champions League match against Basel. His exact quote was, I think in two or three weeks he'll be ready. Uh, he could be fit for Basel, but that match is on February 13th. He said that like a week and a half ago. Yeah. So 
I don't know if he has a different calculation for uh, week lengths. Yeah, sure. And I think the one that you're really excited about is the one everyone is really excited about because someone was back playing for the U23s with Everton. Yes. Today. Yes. Yes. If you guessed Andy Carroll like Dave just did, you're <laughs> wrong. It was Seamus Coleman. <laughs> How'd you know I was thinking that? Bless you, Seamus. Oh, hold, 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 hold. what? Hold on. That's not how that segment goes. Yes, it does. No, the Seamus no, Coleman right. segment. It's a curse. It's an Irish curse segment. Not anymore. We cursed Seamus so much before his injury, we felt partially responsible. Yeah, at, I mean, it was it a segment. And, and I, at this point, Lobby, we will still keep the segment, but instead of cursing, We'll figure out another way to get the curses in there because they were so great. Our long but we're no longer going to just curse Seamus. Our long-running segment. In fact, I lobby now that we just curse Watford ownership. <laughs> our long-running segment, our long-running segment of, of Irish curses aimed at Seamus Coleman will now be flipped entirely to blessings. So bless ye, Seamus. May the leaves of your cabbage always be free from worms. May the frost never afflict your spuds. May the crows never pick your haystack. And far more appropriately, if God sends you down a stony path, may he give you strong shoes. <laughs> that one hits close to home. Seamus is not all the way back yet, but he's close. Yeah. He played, uh, I think he was 56 minutes, something like that. Yeah. Oh, Not oh, quite John 60 Joe, minutes, but he played 50-some minutes for Kenny, the Kenny or Holgate are not exactly welcoming that back. Yeah, it's one of the, it's one of the, it'll, it'll probably be Holgate. One of the babies. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was really it. Uh, the only thing we were saying is that Stoke, other than like Glenn Johnson, is nearly entirely Is fit. he still on their roster? Yes, he is. He's still there. That is amazing. It's him and Hesse. Is he, is he not like a coach or something? Though? He and Hesse are basically the only two that are still <laughs> routinely missing for Stoke. Everyone else is uh, looks to be back. So wow. I'm not saying that's like they're. I mean, they're not gonna like leap into the top ten or anything, but definitely better for them. My surprise is only directed to the fact that Brian decided to enter Glenn Johnson's name into our fantasy. So we I haven't never, talked I never about saw it. that. Coming. There's no reason to bring him up. Never but. saw that coming. <laughs> On that note, we're there, Dave. Holy smokes. We did it. This is, hey, this is a good pod. It was a long pod, but uh, it's excellent. You can blame Dodgeball for part of that. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I I started off a little long winded. Hey, but that's all right. We're there. Uh, Just to let everybody know, we're going to be around next week as usual. However, it's a midweek match week because the weekend is filled with FA Cup fourth round action, fourth round in the FA Cup. I believe it is the fourth round. So there's a midweek match week this coming week. So instead of recapping matches, we won't have any of those to cover. Yeah. Instead, we're going to we're gonna look at the January transfer window a little bit in the context of fantasy football. Yeah. We're going to decide who would you own? Who will you own? Because there's, there's been a, a fair amount of additions. This January transfer period, at least for some of the bigger clubs, i.e. Arsenal uh, and United for that matter, you hardly ever see big-time players moving, and typically in the January window. Lest you focus too much on your club, Dave, don't forget. And, Virgil. And Liverpool. Well, I was going to say, in, in, in fairness. Ross Barkley. Yeah. Barkley. Yaroslaw Yach. Oh, 
I cannot wait to hey, get that. Hey, that how you say it? I don't know, man. <laughs> we no. haven't researched that yet. That's yeah. just my guess. <laughs> Bottom line is, I feel like this January window has been sort of unprecedented. Jurgen Locadia. Okay, just stop. Just stop. Just save it, right? Save it. Okay, I mean, fine. Next week, we'll talk about all those guys. Hey, you can find us in all the fantasy soccer FC things at everywhere. Yeah, right? college football. That's American college football uh, blog series is over. Go check it all out now. Uh, we're you know constantly letting you know how to find our podcast on Twitter and on Facebook, Fantasy Soccer FC, all around. That's it. Hey, hey. And not just for Seamus. We we don't want any of your cabbages to have worms. <laughs> That's true. If you're listening, we want your cabbage free of worms. Yeah. That suddenly sounds like innuendo. Let's get to the end of the show. Hey, for the Fancy Soccer FC podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.